Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, Two Rivers Ford has been the best in the business, providing you award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook and America's top-rated sportsbook app. Promo code A to Z Sports is how you get in on all the action. Great promotions on baseball, the Olympics, everything in between. Promo code A to Z Sports is how you start making money today. Brimac Mechanical is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your all of your HVAC needs, all of them. Brimac.com and of course the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, where you can find your dream address without the stress or sell your home for more with the Gary Ashton team. Okay, so uh, we heard, we did not talk to Mike Vrabel after training camp, training camp day six. We had a good time out there again today, providing you great coverage uh, across all of the social media platforms. But we talked to two guys in particular, uh, two guys in particular between Shane Bowen and Rashawn Evans. They were the two that we spoke to at the podium. A handful of other players were made available as well. But the big, the headliners at the podium today were Rashawn and Shane Bowen. Now, I had Rashawn on the radio show on, what was that? That would have been last week. I think it was last Thursday when Rashawn Evans sat down with us because we're doing, obviously, my radio show live at training camp every day, which is fun. Um, But today, he was asked a question about Shane Bowen and how big a difference that it is to have Shane Bowen as the dedicated defensive coordinator, right? Titles. We all we were told that we got caught up in too many titles last year, right? By Mike Vrabel. We were told that the, you're, we're making too much out of the titles. Shane calls the defense. Shane runs the meetings. On and on and on it goes. Well, today we had that disputed to a degree, or at least had some holes poked in that theory that it was not, in fact, Mike Vrabel running the show. That's why you see fall guy on your screen, because I have maintained for the better part of, I would say, eight to 10 months at this point, that Shane Bowen is in fact the the fall guy for everything that happened with the Titans defense last year. Not to completely absolve Shane Bowen, okay? Because he has his fingerprints on it. He's calling defense. This is the responsibility that comes with the job. But everything, I mean, not just what was said today, But how we built up to today's press conferences made me look at this and think, my God, how big of a patsy was Shane Bowen for this defense in 2021? Or excuse me, in 2020. Before we do that, though, I want before I give you my analysis and before I let you hear the clip from Rashawn Evans that kind of triggered this thought in my head with me today, uh, is I want to do your Two Rivers Ford take first and foremost. Who shoulders? the majority of the t- of the blame for the Titans 2020 defense. Who do you look at? Who do you point the finger at first when you talk about the issues that last year's defense had? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Your Two Rivers Ford take here on a Tuesday night. Tuesday, Two Rivers Ford take. A lot of T's here on tonight's show. Who shoulders the majority of the blame for the Titans 2020 defense? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. 
Uh, let's see. Damn, Buck, don't even mention me. Thought we were deeper than that. Uh, Midwest guys stick together, says Jeff. Listen, Jeff, I, I see the first. There's I can fit about one, two, three, four, five, six. I can fit six comments from all of you guys across all four social media platforms at once. So if you're not one of the first six that I see when I'm naming off the names, you know I'm going to get to you eventually, Jeff. Look at it. Look at you guys whining because I don't mention it you at the top of the show. Stop it. If you give you if you give us a good comment, then you don't have to worry about it, Jeff. Instead of wasting your time this way, this is a comment that could have been used for a much productive, a much more productive uh, reason. Buck, Buck taking a step towards superstardom by going live as himself and A to Z. Says Evan C. White. That's right. Uh, we figured out producer Reed and I figured out the uh, the things behind the 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 one of the things behind the curtain that we could, you know, further our reach a little bit. Cause I, I have a, a little bit of a following on Twitter. A to Z has more people, but why would we not use my following as well? So we are doing that on, uh, on Twitter. So good of you to notice there, Evan. Now let's get to more of your comments about the situation for who shoulders the majority of the blame. Uh, let's see. Shane Bowen will be good because Schwartz won't lead him wrong. Says Omar. So Jim Schwartz is, is going to play a big role in this. He's he's more than a quality control coach because a quality control coach is usually a scrub. But he does serve in a quality control capacity as a senior defensive assistant. Now, his paycheck looks much different than that of a quality control coach. He will have input on what he sees that doesn't make sense to him out on the field, whether he is observing practices in a way that he thinks they need to be tinkered or he provides feedback and maybe sometimes Rabel and Bowen won't take the feedback, but at least there will be a conversation had from an additional set of eyes, a guy who's had great success over several stops in his career in Jim Schwartz and now has returned back to Tennessee because he likes it here. He likes the franchise. He's had great success with the franchise and he doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting that a coordinator or a head coach does. Shane Bowen uh, will, will be helped a great deal by Jim Schwartz. I want to get to more of your comments here in just a second because I see a lot of, uh, I don't know if I'll call it love for Vrabel, but the GOAT CJ2K says, bro, Vrabel threw him under the damn bus at the end of the season last year. Uh, Vrabel, ego, not wanting responsibility, says Puka. You know, Mike, I don't know that Mike didn't accept responsibility last year. It's just kind of how, it's kind of how there was, misdirection in his conversations with us about the defense. Now, whether that misdirection was intentional or unintentional, I don't know that to be so. All I know is today, it was very clear and obvious how the defense could have struggled to be coordinated if they didn't know who the hell they were taking their marching orders from until game day. And then on game day, things are being tinkered and you haven't worked with all the position groups and you don't know all the guys because you're on Zoom all the time. That's basically what was given voice to today. Your Two Rivers Four take. I'll we'll play you some audio and some video rather of Rashawn Evans at the podium earlier with us today at training camp. Right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business is Two Rivers Ford since 1983, providing you American-made Ford vehicles and exceptional, award-winning customer service. The new 2021 F-150, the Ford Bronco, the all-electric. Mustang Mach-E is what you can find at Two Rivers Ford, as well as their great line of pre-owned vehicles that they have out on the lot in Mount Juliet. They will stick to what has made them such a success in Middle Tennessee for so long as the best Ford dealer around when you go visit them. 
the fact that their sales staff is non-commissioned, meaning they make a paycheck whether they sell you a car or not. No pressure on you as the consumer. You just go out there to find the best fit for your family and for your budget. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So uh, Rashawn Evans came to the podium today and he was asked, you know, how big a difference is it with Shane Bowen in the in the official role that he's in now, given that last year he was both outside linebackers coach and the play caller on game day. Here was Rashawn. Bit of a difference uh, at all in Shane Bowen this year. I know he's kind of been able to move around mm-hmm. a little bit more than mm-hmm. than, than past. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's he been like? Mm-hmm. You know, with with his role just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like it's almost like a you know having having a new offensive coordinator with a quarterback. Man, you just you get better and better, and you get comfortable. Um, you talk more and more. You have more time with a guy like that, and you know the more and more time that you have with him, the better you become. And I feel like we're, we're slowly, slowly doing that even now just with camp. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen just the energy and, you know, just doing those little things, man. That's really what it's about right now in camp, just working on those little things so that when the big big lights come on, you know, we'll be able to be able to play fast. That's Rashawn Evans at the podium earlier today. Feel It's like a quarterback getting a new QB coach. This is a different dynamic for them this year because with Shane Bowen's responsibilities, one, based on the title – that he had and the title that he would not, not as, not as much as the fact that he didn't have the defensive coordinator title is that he was still the dedicated outside linebackers coach. So you have Rabel who roams at practice. Anyway, he goes around to the different positions, but instead of Bowen doing that with the defense, Bowen is working with the outside linebackers. They come together in team, but during the parts that Vrabel is, is able to roam, He's going over the coaching points with different parts of the defense, and Bowen is staying with the outside linebackers. So when you take away dedicated outside linebackers coach from Shane Bowen and now make him the full-time DC, well, his timetable during practice opens up exponentially because he's moving to the secondary. He's going over and working out the defensive line. He's running through checks with the inside linebackers all when he used to be spending all that time working with the outside linebackers. The outside linebackers couldn't get a pass rush, right? Whether it be talent or otherwise. So who do you shoulder most for the blame for the 2020 Titans defense? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch here on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Rabel for sure, says James Welch. Evan C. White says he blames Marcus Mariota for last year's defense. That's not... Poor Marcus, he's going to, I mean, listen, you're going to end up seeing, watch him end up as the Colts quarterback. Um, that will that will be a comedy of errors for everybody involved, and it will be just a nightmare on Titans Twitter. But I low-key hope it happens, because I think that would be fun, um, provided that Marcus can stay healthy. The clown, uh, the clown in Cleveland, says the GOAT CJ2K is who, uh, he blames the most, Jadavion Clowney. Shrike says Bowen until he proves otherwise. Which is fair, right? We I've made so, and this is something that I ran into with Marcus Mariota at the end of his career, where you had been seeing excuses for this guy for so long and explaining some of the issues that he was having with those excuses for so long that you started to you at least for me, when it when it became time to remove him from the situation. It felt like I was sitting there looking at myself and the way that I've been talking about the situation. Like, yeah, we've all made excuses for him for a long time. At at a certain point, 
the balance tips from, oh, these are reasonable explanations for why this isn't working the way that it should until it continues to not work the way that it should. So your criticism then becomes, well, we're tired of, uh, of all the excuses that are being made, but it's never actually the player or in this case, the coach that's made the excuses. It's people like me explaining what they're seeing in front of them based on the excuses or the circumstances. So it's as much the media's fault, myself included, as to why these things tend to turn into excuse making. Now, I've given you all the reasons why it makes sense that Bowen would have a hard time as a first-time play caller in the COVID year when you are doing all of your teaching on Zoom in the position that you are now assuming for the first time, when you're still technically a position coach. So your focus is dedicated as much to the position that you're coaching as it is to the rest of the defense. Now you see this freedom of movement from Shane Bowen in a way that allows him to do his job better. You'll hear from Shane Bowen later in the show, and I want to continue to have this conversation because a lot of you are placing the blame squarely at Vrabel's feet. And I want to touch on that right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook is my favorite sportsbook because it is easy to use, has plenty of information for new bettors, and great promotions to get you in on all the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to for things like the Olympics because they have great promotions on the games going on in Tokyo right now. When you log into the DraftKings Sportsbook app and plug in the promo code A to Z Sports, you get 100 to 1 odds on this offer for any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze. That doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. Simply download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. Promo code A2Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So we'll get to Shane Bowen here in a second, but the question that we've posed to you guys is, uh, is who do you blame most? Who do you blame most? For, or who do you think should shoulder the majority of the burden for what the Titans' defense was in 2020? Understandably, you know, understanding that there are there are ways to divide up the blame that make the most sense. But I think ultimately, if you're asking my opinion on it, who I'm going to put the majority of the blame on? Listen, I understand that last year was difficult. I understand that the swings that they took in free agency with Clowney and Beasley. Uh, blew up in their face. I also understand, and so does Mike Vrabel, who ultimately the blame lies at the feet of. Mike Vrabel understands that it is his responsibility as the head coach, and I don't think that he shirked responsibility. I just think that for one reason or another, he felt it necessary to make clear to us that Shane runs the meetings, Shane calls the defense, Shane does this and that, uh, Shane, you know, uh, Shane is in control of this defense. 
without acknowledging that he had a role in that defense as well. And for whatever reason that he felt necessary. Mike Vrabel doesn't have to explain everything that he does to us. I'm not I'm not demanding that he do that, even though I'm sure a lot of you would demand that he do that. But for me, when you when you create those opportunities, when you don't, and I understand that you can only be so transparent and Vrabel's only going to be as transparent as he needs to be with us. But when you leave stuff like that shrouded in mystery and it takes on a life of its own, then you can't you can't sit up there at the podium and be like, I don't understand why you guys are getting so caught up in titles. No, you're the reason that we're so caught up in the titles. And I think, you know, I, not having, it'd be curious to talk to Vrabel about this tomorrow when he uh, when he next goes at the podium because Shane Bowen was at the podium today as opposed to Vrabel, which is why we're having this conversation around Mike. But to what I'm going to ask Mike tomorrow if, if somebody else doesn't do it while I'm walking over from the radio show tent because it's a, a weird dynamic. We gotta I got to be on the radio, throw to the press conference live on the radio, keep my headsets on, walk over to the press conference, and then try and fit a question in mid-press conference when I'm not sure how many questions have already been asked. So I'm going to, I would like to ask the question, but if somebody gets to it first, it's, you know, it's going to, it's a complicated situation for me right now. But the one question that he needs to answer tomorrow is why, why was this so, why was this so shrouded in mystery last year where it sounds like it created a substantial amount of confusion among the players, among the coaches, and ultimately the on-field product was what it was. They suffered greatly from, you know, even, and it's not just transparency with us. It doesn't sound like the players, again, listen to Rashawn Evans talking earlier today about this. And he's not, he's not, you know, taking shots at anybody. He's just expressing, oh, this is nice to have this kind of clarity this year in a way that last year, whether it's because of COVID circumstances or otherwise, we just didn't get to have with Shane. Of a difference uh, at all in Shane Bowen this year. I know he's kind of been able to move around mm-hmm. a little bit more than mm-hmm. than, than past. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's he been like? Mm-hmm. You know, with with his role just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like it's almost like a you know having having a new officer coordinator with a quarterback. Man, you just you get better and better, and you get comfortable. Um, you talk more and more. You have more time with a guy like that, and you know the more and more time that you have with him, the better you become. And I feel like we're, we're slowly, slowly doing that even now just with camp. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen just the energy and, you know, just doing those little things, man. That's really what it's about right now in camp, just working on those little things so that when the big big lights come on, you know, we'll be able to be able to play fast. That's Rashawn Evans earlier. Uh, that's Rashawn Evans speaking with us earlier this year. 111 Keith says on Twitter, Vrabel not so subtly avoided responsibility. Not okay. Um and I think that, I think that, you know, listen, if I was Bowen, I'd be pissed. Like if I was Bowen, I'd, and you know, this is, this is a difficult dynamic, right? Because Bowen's boss is Vrabel and Vrabel is setting the company line on how this thing is to be handled. And it didn't, I don't think do Shane Bowen any favors. And it's not like Mike hasn't caught his share, his, his fair share of heat about this. This is the thing that everybody's been up his ass about for the better part of 10 months right? This is not something that he's he, he hasn't been sufficiently questioned on. And the way that he chose to answer a lot of the questions last year, I think there, it's not, it wasn't a, a, a blatant lack of transparency. It's just, I didn't feel 
especially after the conversation that we had today, I don't feel that we were given as full a picture as they could have given us to help us understand, yeah, it's it's tough right now, the things that we're trying to work through with a new play caller and a teaching system through Zoom that we're all learning on the fly and limited practice reps, and then there's COVID in the middle of it, and Shane's got COVID, so he can't be a part of things outside of Zoom, and he can't travel to Minnesota, and on and on and on it goes without it sounding like excuse-making, right? And what, what Vrabel and Bowen and the players, they are programmed fundamentally against making excuses because they know people like me and you will bury them for it, right? So it's just this never-ending circle of of how do I say something without really saying anything? And I think that just ultimately, it, it set Bowen up to be the fall guy last year, whether that's what they, I mean, it doesn't seem like that was intended. Otherwise, Vrabel wouldn't have given him a promotion, right? So it ultimately falls on, falls on Vrabel's head and he gets that. Um, but if you guys, you know, if you guys demand more of him as Keith is doing, then that's entirely your prerogative. I, I see what they were trying to do, and I disagree with they with the way that they did it in retrospect. But that's why I'm a I'm a professional second guesser, um, not somebody who is not somebody who was tasked with making these decisions in real time. Uh, but it it is interesting. It's just it's it stinks that we have to. This is what we're talking about in training camp when the clarity could have been much easier, much easier established. What some at some point. Less than a year ago, six months ago, uh, truly believing Vrabel's, it was the players' philosophy. Says Carlos Reynoso, and listen, the players were not good. Clowney was not good. Beasley was not good. Harold could only do so much, and once Clowney got hurt, Jeffrey Simmons was double teamed, and they had they had no juice up front. That can be a part of it, and the players are different. The pass rush, as soon as Bud Dupree comes back, is going to be different which is a good place to move to our next topic. Where do we think that the Titans defense will improve the most? Where do you expect the Titans defense to improve the most in 2021? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch as we discuss this together. Where do you expect the Titans defense to improve the most from year to year? Give me your answer, and we will discuss it at length together on A to Z Sports Prime Time right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Gary Ashton is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton is where you go to get the intel, the best intel in Middle Tennessee real estate that helps you sell for more. Everybody is competing for the same intel right now, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage maintains and has the best database of intel of information on all of the properties here in Middle Tennessee. Don't be like everybody else. Do the thing that makes your life the easiest and is the most comprehensive real estate experience that is in the, the state of Tennessee, as far as I'm concerned. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time is Gary Ashton. Uh, so what do you where do you expect the Titans defense to improve the most in 2021? Let me know in the comments on Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. 
Uh, a lot of it was the players says Titans for life. We had less than 20 sacks as a team last year. No, totally agree. They, they could do nothing without, without pressure. There is, there is, uh, there is so much truth to that when you just don't have the horses to be able to keep up, which is what happened to the Titans defense a year ago. Um, where do you expect this defense to make the biggest improvements though, from year to year? Autry and Simmons says Cody Williams, man, the, the defensive line tier tart included in that group kicked the shit out of the offense today for the first for their first day in pads that defensive line was nasty with Simmons and Autry and T.R. Tart in the middle of it during the reps that they were playing base three four defense um it is it is something that provided they all stay healthy I think you're going to see that group take a substantial leap forward Darren says secondary I don't is, is it Darren or Duran forgive me um either way he says secondary C living 76 on Twitter I'm expecting, nay, demanding pass rush to improve the most. Demanding. I, I love that. I'm expecting, nay, demanding that the pass rush improve the most. That might be my favorite comment of the night so far. I And listen, you are well within your rights to demand that they, they as I have said, I've used this line probably way more often than I should, but they can trip and fall into, into 20 sacks. Last year they couldn't sniff night. They couldn't sniff twenty. They stopped at nineteen, and that's because they had like a weird burst of uh, of of sack accumulation in the week seventeen game in Houston. Because I th- I think going into that game, if I remember correctly, they were sitting at like fifteen or something like that. Because I remember Ed Warder was covering that game, and he put out the stat the stat that no team has made the playoffs with less than 18 or excuse me with less than 19 sacks in the regular season and the Titans somehow I think they had like 15 going in and they ended up with 19 if I remember correctly or maybe like 16 what that they had going in whatever it was they like barely got over the finish line to be able to uh, to be able to not be the worst uh the worst pass rushing team to get into the postseason in the history of the NFL because they'd already been historically bad on third down defense. I couldn't go have two historically bad categories for that defense last year. So you should demand that the pass rush be better. $16.5 million a year for Bud Dupree demands that the pass rush be better. Uh, D-line says Kenneth Davidson, secondary for uh, Karen O'Keefe. Let's see. Uh, Kenan James. Kenan James is speaking my language. The easy answer, the correct answer by Kenan and anybody else who said it. Forgive me if I missed somebody who said it earlier. Kenan, you have it spot on. The easy answer is third down defense because literally no team in the history of the sport since the merger has been as bad as last year's Titans defense was on third down. I mean, I've been able to bounce around meeting rooms again, I think. It goes back, and you guys heard it a lot last year, like the coordination, the communication, making sure everybody's on the same page, right? And now if the DB sees something one way, I can immediately walk in the linebacker room and say, hey, man, this is what we're thinking. This is how they see it, right? So everybody sees things the same way. We're communicating things the same way. So I think that's been a tremendous uh, asset, being able to bounce room to room. Also being able to understand and make sure like we're getting coached what we want coached, right? Like that's part of it. Like I want to make sure they're they're hearing what we want. And then when we go in the unit room, they better be able to spit it back. And I know they got that covered, right? Um, and then obviously out in the field, just being able to touch all those guys. But I think building the relationships with the guys, like that's a big part of it. Um, that last year I don't think was there where I think this year it's growing and that's becoming uh, 
a bigger piece for me. Sean just said that guys feel more comfortable with you in year two. The fact that your role is actually clearly defined this offseason, do you think that has helped clearly define a lot of their roles? Yes, absolutely. I do. I, I think it's helped. Um, I think just with with everybody, with the coaching staff, with the players, um, I think it's been good up to this point. They kind of understand where the buck stops, and that's, it is what it is. So I'm excited for the opportunity. I really am. I'm excited the ways these guys are going about working right now and kind of what we're trying to get accomplished on defense. The correct answer for where the Titans can stand to improve from year to year most on defense, the only, I mean, sacks, yes, but third down, 51, north of 51% by percentages, by decimals last year. North of 51% of their third downs did they allow a conversion. Historically bad in the history of the NFL since the NFL merger. Embarrassing, cringeworthy. And there you hear Shane Bowen at the podium with us today explaining why, explaining how much of a difference that thing uh, that things make that thing that this that something like this is going to make for uh, for his his Titans defense. Bold prediction, says Brad Lifford. Thirty sacks this year. It was fifty nine percent third down conversions last year against the defense. It was not. It was not fifty nine percent. It was not fifty nine percent. Brad, that's that's incorrect. The Titans defense did not give up sixty percent of their third down conversions. It's just not accurate. It's 51. Uh, it's 50. It was like 51.4 or 51.5. I'd have to go up and pull the exact percentage up, but 50, 59 would be, you know, they, they would not have won 11 games. They would not have won the division if they were giving up damn near 60% of their third down. So that number is inaccurate. Uh, more press man will help frustrating to see seven, eight yard cushions all season long. Evan C. White says it's spot on. Every, anything over 50% this year is completely unacceptable. Anything, oh, I mean, hell, anything over 45% this year is completely unacceptable. The Titans defense has to be substantially better on third down. Every third down, I was like, the other team convert this third down, says Taz. That's, I mean, that's, that's what was happening. I was going into games on Saturday nights before they would play Sunday as the season wore on, and I would prepare like a certain number of internet gifts and memes that I would use on game day every time they gave up like a third and 11, where I just, I'm, you know, I was my, a part of my job last year became finding ways on the internet to get creative in my trolling of the third down defense last year. It was so ridiculous <laughs> to see them get in third and 12 or third and 15 and then see Matt Stafford or Lamar, if Matt Stafford throw for 17 or Lamar run for 21 or something like that. I could not get over last year, last year on defense, the third down. It was so, so above and beyond anything that it needs to be. Josh Medina, 08, says, how has Farley looked in his limited limited time? I mean, he, he lasted about an hour today at camp before they pulled him off the field, which is good because uh, he only did stretch an individual on Monday. So for him to go about an hour into practice today, it's progress. Uh, we know what the weakness was last year, but what's it going to be this year, says Jason Jacobs. I mean, no team is perfect. No team is perfect. But if you can improve, like I think, like if you're, if you're talking about things that are going to be tough to replicate from year to year, Jason – they were they were the best in the league at turnover differential last year. Interceptions and and forced fumbles are a skill. Picking off the ball is a skill, but to be 
you know, to still find a way to be tops in turnover differential. They coach it. It's something that's going to be a part of their defense. Um, but it would be, it would be, I would say it would be next to impossible for them to finish at the top of turnover differential the way that they did a year ago. It was the only saving grace of the defense last year. The fact that they are that critical and that focused in practices, um, in practices on creating turnovers. It's something I see them work through every day, multiple times a day throughout the course of the year. Uh, safety play, expecting Byard and Hooker to be a really good duo, says Sean Fitz82. Yeah, I talked to I talked to Kevin Byard. He was on my radio show today. Um, during uh, while we were live out there at training camp tomorrow, I think we're having Kendall Lamb, which will, who's the uh, the free agent offensive tackle that they brought in to compete for the starting spot with Dylan Raiden. So we'll see how that is going. But we talked to Byard today on the radio show about that, and you can check that out uh, if you missed any of it in your favorite podcast app, the Buck Rising Show, on you know wherever it is that you get your podcast. Ten to one live on the radio. By the way, speaking of podcast, new episode of the Install with Greg Cosell comes your way tomorrow at 6 p.m. in your favorite podcast distributor. Uh, we're going to talk about the Titans defense specifically coming off these comments that Shane Bowen made today. Next week, Tannehill, because uh, Greg has done a deep dive. Greg has done a deep dive on uh, Ryan Tannehill. He said he watched a ton of him yesterday. So I thought about doing Tannehill tomorrow with Greg, but since coming off these Bowen comments, I'd like to get into the defense and then do Tannehill next week. So, uh, let's move on. Let's wrap this show up and get you guys out of here for the evening with a gone viral video. The question that we have posed to you guys, what one sport would you include in the Olympics? Let me know in the comment section on Twitter, Facebook live, uh, YouTube and Twitch. What one sport, and there's a great many sports that are in the Olympics that you would probably want out, but what one sport would you include in the Olympics? And I'll explain why I am saying this here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all, all of them, all of your HVAC needs. Commercially, residentially, Brymac has you covered. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky to make sure that you get taken care of. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Um, what sport should be included in the Olympics that's not in already? Lewis says cornhole, uh, 15s rugby says sea living 76 hands down. I don't, I don't, what's you're going to have to, uh, I don't know much about rugby. I just know that it's football without the pads and it looks a hell of a lot more violent. What does 15s mean? Sea living 76, please expand. Uh, Josh Medina says esports league of legends. No, thank you. Um, but I, it's entirely possible. Roger Saffold owns Owns a uh, uh, an esports team. I think Kenny Vaccaro's invested in one as well. Kyle Severin says bowling. Chris Flint agrees with him. Says bowling also. Evan C. Y. says my tie. Is it is it my is it my tie or is it Muay Thai? Kickboxing. Either way, kickboxing should be Olympic sport. That would be that's the kind of violence that we're here from. Bama Jeff Nashville says competitive cheer. I hope he's being serious about that and not being a pervert. Um, Cornhole says Karen O'Keefe. Um, a lot of love for bowling. Mario says international football. No, nah, you don't want to see the rest of the world play the end play NFL and the NFL would never allow it because these guys, they, they just keep They want to add regular season games, not lose money on the Olympics. Uh, Kim Taylor, you, you just want to run the, the pro bowl roster out there against like Slovenia. No, you can't do that. Um, darts says Kim Taylor. That'd be fun. Can ever, can, can there be a beer drinking during the darts competition? I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's. 
uh, the the situation that has to be had. Olympics has sevens sevens rugby, seven players, seven minute halves, fifteens is the traditional game of rugby. Okay, good context. Uh, second pronunciation. So we have conflict between Evan C. White on the pronunciation the pronunciation of Muay Thai and. 111 Keith, who says Mai Tai, the drink. <laughs> uh, competitive drinking games, beer pong quarters, long, long pour, says Mike. So you're looking for, wasn't there a, wasn't there a movie, Beer Fest, uh, with, the, with the crew of uh, Super Troopers that, uh, that had, that, that, was a, that was a funny damn movie. I remember watching it um, a long time ago. I think I was in like grade school. I think, that, I think my mom took that DVD away from me because they, they were, there was too many, <laughs> there was too much nudity in drinking. Uh, for my, you know, for my 10 year old idiot self, uh, my tie isn't kickboxing. It's basically stretching. Okay. Well, don't, don't give me, don't give me nuances at this point. Um, oh, you're saying it's, it isn't kickboxing. Well, then why did you call it kickboxing? Evan, you, you've played yourself. What are you talking about here? Anyway, let's, uh, the, the sport that needs to be the sport that needs to be in the Olympics is whatever the hell this is, because I saw our friend, Mr. Lebowski from football and other efforts tweet out this video today as what, because Quentin Nelson today left with the same foot injury that Carson Wentz is going to have to have surgery on. Carson Wentz left left uh, practice, has been out of practice for some time, and has needed foot surgery, has had the uh, had, had a bone removed from his foot during the surgery. So this is what Lebowski said Titans training camp must look like. I don't know what they are competing here is, but producer Reed just has the clip labeled Rolling Cheese Hill. I don't know what that is. So I don't know what the history of that of that competition is, but apparently the award for successfully making it down the hill in in uh, in adequate time is a giant wheel of cheese. So whatever that is, I want that in the Olympics because that was hilarious to watch. Now I want to I want to include this comment at the end of the show because I uh, see Bama Jeff. I hope you'll forgive me because he said competitive cheer earlier, and sometimes I get worried about the commentary on the internet. So I was I was scared that he was taking. I wasn't scared, but I was concerned that he was taking it a direction that it should not have been taken. But he says dead serious about about competitive cheer being an Olympic sport and this is a great this is a great point made by him. His daughter is an athlete. Those kids are in the gym 6 and 7 days a week. It's crazy what they do. They're flying through the air. The upper body strength that it takes to do I don't know what the proper terminology is, but it takes to do some of these lifts and you're throwing people up top at like the higher levels of competition. Um what was the uh what was the what was the che- the competitive cheer movie with uh, I can't remember if it was Kristen Dunst who was in it, but it was so such a great movie. It wasn't Bring It On. I, maybe it was. I can't remember exactly, but uh, sure as hell, I would love to see competitive cheer in the Olympics because he's spot on. That is a uh, that is a very very that is a very very uh, fascinating sport. 
Um, heard the cheese isn't that good, supposedly, says John Vargas. Yeah, I don't know, but it was fun to watch. Uh, bring it on. Yes, it was bring it on. Thank you, Jason Reigns and Kyle Severin. You guys were <laughs> in competitive grocery shopping, is what Lebowski lobs into the chat on Twitter. All right, let's put a bow on this evening's show. Uh, great content. The install with Greg Cosell tomorrow in your favorite podcast app. A deep dive on the Titans defense. What we, what Greg and I are going to go over, I just sent him this email earlier this afternoon. We're going to talk about Mike Vrabel's defensive MO. We're going to talk about what went most went wrong in 2020, the impact of adding Bud Dupree and Janoris Jenkins, and what Greg's pre-draft evaluation was of Caleb Farley and some of the observations that I will have made now through three days of watching him at training camp. That'll be in your podcast feeds at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Also on the radio show, Kendall Lamb, Titans Tackle. We'll sit down with us live at the desk at training camp. Shil Kapadia of The Athletic will be there as well, and it will be a great time had by all. And the content is going to continue to flow because it's football season, and there is just simply no stopping us because I'm not tired yet. No! No!